What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 233 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening, however you're making that all happen. I do appreciate y'all. Welcome to the first new content episode of 2023. The last two weeks I brought you the annual year in review shows, and it is great to be back in the swing of things. I've got some exciting guests in store for you starting now. We're heading back to Southern Ontario this week. Just before Christmas, I brought you a conversation with Jeff Jenkins from Dog Days Southern Barbecue out in Chatham, Kent, Ontario, who had just recently opened a new brick-and-mortar restaurant. Well, Jeff got me in contact with the company uh, nearby him that had built the offset smoker they use at the restaurant, so I was eager to talk with them as well. I think it's a great sign for the growth of barbecue when people are able to build businesses making the products that barbecue folks need to ply their craft, like rubs, sauces, and, of course, smokers. Nick and his business partner, Will, have a background in the oil and gas industry, but have left that behind to create bog at line smokers and barbecue, and they have some big plans for the company. My conversation with Nick Ince is coming right up. First, though, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit motleyq.ca and click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are both full-day and micro-classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, it's a great class for beginners, to big game prep for the big football game coming up next month, and brisket micro-classes with a bunch more upcoming, including steak, ribs, and more. I had the chance to take one of their classes with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it is a great, entertaining experience with tons of great food and loads of knowledge. Again, the website is motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, and click on the Classes tab to find the available classes coming up in the Edmonton area. I mentioned in a recent episode how awesome it is that as the barbecue culture grows up here in Canada, it is not just that we're seeing more backyard and competition cooks as well as restaurants, but that we're also seeing a great number of manufacturers of the products that we use from rubs and sauces all the way up to the smokers and cookers that we all love to cook on. I've had the pleasure of speaking with some of those smoker builders here in Alberta, and today I'm excited to chat with someone making some amazing-looking pits out in Ontario. Nick from Bog Line Smokers and Barbecue in Park Hill, Ontario, is my guest this week. Nick, welcome to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. How are you? Hey, Ryan. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, um, yeah we're uh, we're doing well here in Ontario, and uh, recovering from the holidays. Yeah. Keep working. Boxing Day as we record this. You had a good, had a good Christmas. It was good to you. Santa took care of you. Yep, not too bad. Awesome. Lots of food as always. Oh, that's the that's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. Uh, question I ask everybody is, uh, what does barbecue mean to you? To me, it's disconnecting from regular household cooking and cooking outdoors, whether that's on a campfire or whether it's on a smoker or whatever else. It's kind of leaving, uh, you know, just had no doors to cook. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you know, obviously it means a lot more to me, but that's kind of the, the main thing that comes to my mind. Yep, awesome, man. Uh, that Park Hill, Ontario, Southern Ontario, that's home for you originally? Yeah, or, yeah? I spent, uh, spent the majority of my life here. Yep. Um, I actually did live uh, in Alberta for a while. Yeah, you were mess- uh, worked, uh, mentioning worked, that. Worked a good chunk of my uh, career in the oil and gas industry. So, okay. you know, um, it's pretty hard to avoid Alberta when uh, you work no in doubt, that industry. Dude. So yep. 
we lived all over. We lived in Fort McMurray, um, in parts of Edmonton, uh, Calmar to be specific. And yep. then, uh, and then we ended up in Canmore, Alberta, where we spent the majority of our time. Nice. Um, which was a, a beautiful spot. It is. Yeah. I miss, I miss the fly fishing the most. Oh uh, yeah. That's, you know what? I've bought some gear and tried to get into it a little, just, uh, then barbecue got, uh, got into my life and I haven't had a whole lot of time to get back into the fly fishing, but one day, one day. Yep. Yep. They're, uh, well, down in your neck of the woods there too, yeah. the bull trout and everything. Uh, oh, yeah. it's a good spot. Yeah. No doubt. One. Yeah. It's, yeah. on, it's on the list of things to uh, get back into. Yeah. <laughs> Never enough time in the day. Uh, no doubt. So what kind of you, in the oil and gas, what kind of work were you doing? Um, I started off in like pipeline construction. Yep. Um, you know, uh, worked on the, as mainly as a, like a, a field technician for equipment. Okay. Um, and then through a weird chain of events, I got involved in health and safety. And then, uh, when I moved back to Ontario, we moved back when my son was born mm. and, uh, I ended up working in Sarnia, Ontario here in the chemical Valley, which yep. is, you know, pretty well just refining only. Yeah. And, um, so I spent quite a few years working in the chemical Valley and, uh, uh, COVID kind of, you know, it, it became difficult to do our work and, you know, the work had to get done, but you couldn't go near anybody and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So it'd be, you know, it was, I was in a world that I was already frustrated in. It was kind of the icing on the cake to, yeah you know, make a change. And then I also, um, I have a business partner, Will, um, mm-hmm. Will couldn't be with us today. He's uh, at another family function today, yep. but, um, he comes from the, you know, the same kind of background, but he's more on the welding side. Okay. So, um, you know, as a, as an industrial pipe welder. So, mm-hmm. um, he was a fairly decorated, uh, uh, welder when, uh, when we decided to go full-time with Bogland barbecue as well. So, yep. you know, together we make a good team because we both bring different skills you know, Will does all the, he's really good at fitting and welding and all that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of the computer stuff, like right. the AutoCAD design and all the CNC cutting and all yep. that other stuff. You'll catch me welding a bit, but I'm not, uh, uh, welding is, is definitely not my specialty yeah. like, like Will is. Yeah. Don't have the, uh, don't have quite the touch for it, right? It's a different. No, is, you'll, you'll is, see, yeah. you'll see my welds in, in, uh, in inconspicuous places, <laughs> stuff like that. So. <laughs> Leave, leave his um, leave him for the the fancy stuff, right? Yeah, the show welds. Yeah, yep. exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we um, you know, and then with any small business, you know, there's always the the sales and marketing and all that other stuff that comes with it. But no doubt, yeah. you know, we've maintained uh, with just the two of us building. Um, we've we've been able to maintain a pretty good time on tools um, uh, ratio, even with all the logistics mm-hmm. we have to do for you know running a small business. Yeah, so. no doubt. Yeah, it's more than just building the uh, but, uh, building the product. Yeah, and you know, as much as we don't, as much as we were frustrated with the oil and gas industry, you know, and I and I say that I don't know how how to really say it. If you if you ever worked in that industry, you know what I mean. It's a it's a very demanding and challenging industry. Yep. Um, but as much as we were frustrated with it, um, I don't think either one of us regret it. We you know we took a lot of good skills away, whether it's from time management to trades work to you know to running a business to just being disciplined. Um, yeah. So it's. Um, it's it's something that's uh, served us well. Yeah, to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely, awesome, awesome. So, yeah. where the interest in barbecue? Where does that come from for you? I don't know. Um, it, it's it. You know, I can recall my first time actually barbecuing. It was just on a regular propane barbecue, and I yeah. think I was grilling hamburgers when I was sure. a kid. Yep. And uh, not very old. And I remember my dad gave me a shot, right? Here, son, yeah, you, yeah. you do this. And yeah, I've seen and him do this a times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I, I still remember that day. So obviously, like, it kind of 
you know, cooking with fire kind of, you know, resonated with me as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, I dabbled in it in and out over the years. Uh, it kind of got more serious for me when, uh, I got a big green egg, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the live fire side of it, you know, controlling the fire and then seeing those really good results too. Um, and then it really got serious when I got married, we wanted to, you know, living in rural Ontario, this Mm -hmm. is like, you know, farm country here. So it's not uncommon to go over to the neighbors and grab a pig out of the barn and and cook it, you know? Yeah. And, um, so we wanted to roll some whole hog and we were going to rent a cooker, but there's really nothing worth renting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having worked in that oil and gas industry, well, here's a chunk of pipe and look at this and that. And, you know, the parts for barbecue, uh, existed all around us. You just had to put them together. Yep. And so we did our homework on it and we used, you know, Feldman's barbecue pit calculator and all that kind of stuff. And, um, there's a forum smoker builder. We, you know, we were perusing that form, you know, pulling ideas and do's and don'ts off there, but really it never built, um, uh, an offset smoker. Yeah. Um, so we built a trailered unit and it went really well. Um, it was successful and it ran at the top yep. and then eventually it got sold and we built another one and then another one, another one. And then, you know, Bogland barbecue kind of was starting to become a thing, yep. but it was more still on the side. Yep. And for about four years, we built barbecues on the side, you know, just on Saturdays or whatever else. Sure, yep. And then suddenly it became, you know, more and more and more and more. And, you know, that kind of nudge that, Hey, maybe this is, you know, what you want to do. Yeah. So we made that decision and, uh, and both of us went full time with it. Nice. And we just completed our first full, well, we're just coming up uh, in, in January 20th, I think. Yep. Will be our for, our first year of official business. And, um, it was a good year. Nice. Uh, awesome. We, you know, we gained a lot more traction than we expected. And, uh, you know, we, we were worried like any entrepreneur, like what if it's not busy or whatever mm-hmm. else, but, you know, the phone kept ringing. Now there's, you know, definitely, it's definitely a roller coaster ride along it, but, um, but yeah, it was successful. And when we're hoping that this year is even better, which yep. it has to be. So, so yeah, so, it's been good. Awesome. So just to jump back so that when you were looking for that rental smoker and then you ended up building one, that was for your own wedding. Yeah. So, well, so it was no- for the, the, the stag and doe before, you know, okay. The, okay. The, party, the party before. Okay. So not, not quite as much pressure as uh, the actual wedding. Okay. No. And <laughs> And I think, you know, um, I think we started two weeks before the event. So, you know, we were done two days early. So I think in 12 days, we built a a trailered offset. And actually, Dog Days Barbecue, who you just had on, he owns that one. Oh, that's it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's what Jeff's cooking So, uh, yeah, he's still out there today cooking. And um, it was a good unit. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, if that was for the actual wedding, that's some pressure to... uh, put on yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but um yeah we finished two days early we gave it some tests and tunes and yeah. then yeah we roasted uh 280 pound pigs on it i think oh nice awesome that's great. yeah yeah it's interesting the way you're talking about you know when you get to that with the the side business growing you kind of get to that tipping point where you you have to make that decision yeah. right are we gonna keep yeah. doing this as a side thing or is it time to take that yeah. leap right yeah. Now, would my life been simpler and easier if I kept working? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I don't hate Monday anymore. Yeah. And wow. that's a really good feeling. Yeah. Um, it turned out it wasn't Monday that sucked. It was my job that sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I don't yeah. care what day of week it is. And, you know, we planned on taking, you know, between Christmas and New Year's that week off. Yeah. 
but you know, we're shooting a couple texts back and forth. Hey, on Wednesday, maybe we should do this and that. You know, um, if I regular job, I wouldn't be looking to go to work on the, on my week off. You know yeah, what I mean? No, so yeah. we're we're poking around thinking, well, geez, we could get this or that done. So yeah. you know, it's just that it's it's cliche, but the old saying: if you you know find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. It's actually true. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So you mentioned that you're doing like the AutoCAD work and that sort of thing. Is that something you had experience with from the oil and gas or is that something all new for you? Um, it's not. So I've always been pretty computer savvy. If I, yeah. if I put my head down and do it, you know, I did spend a lot of years just as a tradesman where I ignored the whole world yeah. um, for the most part. Yeah. But um, I've always found if I really wanted to do something, I can mm-hmm. really sit down and do it. Yeah. I did have some CNC experience from the past. It was okay. just self-taught yeah. vinyl stickers. Yeah. Um, I had a very basic, you know, vinyl cutter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mainly self-taught. Nice. Um, we do all our own AutoCAD drawings in house mm-hmm. and all our own CNC work. And it's all self-taught. Just learn yeah. the hard way. You yeah. know, you just don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, there's a lot of lessons learned and most of them are learned the hard way, but, um, yeah, it's the, the, actually the CNC process without it, um, we wouldn't be successful in building barbecues, yeah. you know, even like when we're doing insulated skins on the, you know, on a smoker, mm-hmm. um, you know, do around the round firebox with square, uh, everything's pre-cut, you know, all those radiuses are done on the computer ahead of time. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, the days of zip cut and metal are, are pretty well over for us. Yeah. And it has to be that way. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to, you know, if you put your time and material towards it without the CNC plasma process, we would, we'd be dead. Yeah. 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 Just so uh, the efficiency, right. It's there and uh, it's, it's right. Right. Yeah. Everything's right the first time. And uh, well, it's, it's the computer does what it's told yeah. every time. Sure. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you told it the right thing. Yeah. Um, you know what though? I would say that, um, in some of those situations where you're not a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. um, we're right 90% of the time, you know, it's an educated guess, but, yeah. um, it's usually the nice thing about metal is it's usually repairable, even if it's not right. So, yeah. Yep. True. Not always, but most of the time. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, talking with Nick from Bogline Smokers and Barbecue here out of Ontario. Uh, let's get into the product line a little bit. Uh, looking on the website, you've got a variety of sizes uh, available for folks. Uh, chat about what yeah. the, uh, the offerings are. So we we had kind of have like a standard issue Santa Maria grill, like mm-hmm. an Argentinian style, um, ratchets up and down. Um, you know, it's a fire brick, fire brick line pit. Um, okay, yeah. the fit and finish on the unit is particularly, uh, nice. I think, um, one of the things that sets us apart from a lot of builders is the mechanism. Um, we're using custom made sprockets with motorcycle chain, um, as the lift mechanism okay. where a lot of the units out there have the shaft with a hole drilled in it and a cable through it. Right. Um, always see, never yeah. really loved, never really loved that. Um, yep. So I think that's kind of one of the things that make her, Santa Maria grill stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but lately, I don't know, it's funny how business works. You know, um, we had plans for all these other units and stuff like that, but you know, lately we can almost just say we build smokers and just keep busy doing those. Yeah. Uh, we still do, uh, some, you know, charcoal grills and Santa Maria's and other stuff like that. But, uh, lately the demand for smokers is the biggest and yep. we've been mainly focused on bigger commercial stuff. Um, right now we don't even offer a backyarder. We're trying okay. to, we're trying to more build business in, um, 
in commercial smoking here in Ontario. Yeah. You know, I want to see this area known for barbecue because all the restaurants have one of their smokers. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, the second part of that is, too, um, we used to offer backyarders, but, um, you know, when materials spiked through COVID, you know, new pipe and new plate steel, you know, some of it tripled in cost. Yeah. So that was a big factor for us. You know, we could, we found we could turn on a 250-gallon uh, with a reclaimed propane tank for, you know, similar as we're doing an 80-gallon with new materials. So mm-hmm. um, that was kind of, you know, the, what steered us towards the commercial units just out of necessity as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we typically build anywhere from 250-gallon to 1,000-gallon. Yep. Um, in between that, we have the 334, which we commonly do, and uh, 500 gallons right. as well. Yep. Um, and we've sold quite a few of every unit. Now, the challenge for us lately is 250-gallon tanks are hard to find here in Canada. Okay. Um, they're, they were a little small for the average household, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you head to the, you know, mid-U.S., you'll see them more commonly as they needed that heat, but not in the same capacity as, right. you know, yep. Alberta or even here in Ontario. Or anywhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were always on the hunt for 250-gallon tanks. Um, we've even gotten to the point now, uh, where there's a main, uh, you know, some of the places that refurbish these were, so we're trying to make sure that we get their, um, the failed tanks, Mm -hmm. but also we're looking at suppliers that manufacture tanks and ordering them just without fittings and without paint, you know, just bare shells because it's really come down to that. Um, you know, we can get a lot of thousand gallon tanks, but 250 gallon are almost non-existent here. Okay. So yeah, a little tougher to find. Yeah. 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 And, uh, anything that is local, we've built it into barbecue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expand the search area a little, right? Yeah. Um, now yeah. the one, the one thing we're lucky with here is it is such a big farming community. Mm-hmm. Um, inorganic nitrogen or anhydrous ammonia, um, which sounds terrible, but it's actually, as far as preparing a vessel for food safe, it's even easier than propane. Right. Um, you know, it's nitrogen. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't leave any residue. It's uh, it's 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 a gas nitrogen. Yeah. Um, it is a hazardous product product only in the fact that when you if you inhale the um, it displaces oxygen from your lungs. But um, anyways, preparing those tanks is a, is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as food safe goes, and uh, they're also a lot heavier. But the blessing for us is. The, the farming community is the, is changing the way they do that product because the government has changed the recertification process. So okay. a lot of the companies that offer that product are out of it. You know, there's just graveyards of those tanks. Yeah. So yeah. And they're a heavier wall than a propane tank, which you know builds a nice barbecue. Yes, absolutely. Not a, never a bad thing, right? Heavier steel. So no. Yep, it's good. Yep, awesome. Then you're doing uh, offering a trailer option as well for folks and. Yep. Yep. Actually, um, yeah, we do all in-house built, uh, trailers. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're not just going buying utility trailers and slapping barbecues on them. Yeah. We, you know, we actually even custom order axles. Like, you know, we want to specify our hub faces and spring centers and all that other stuff. So, um, every now and then every little detail is, you know, planned out ahead of time. Yeah. We're actually just finishing, um, uh, one of the, you know, when I say we're going to work over the holidays, one of the projects we're working on is we're building a thousand gallon on a trailer right now for us to keep. Nice. Um, and we're going to take a crack at a barbecue joint here in the spring. Oh, nice. Um, awesome. but we'll get into that after, yep, but, yep. um, yeah, we're just wrapping that unit up and it's going to be, uh, it's just, uh, actually mechanically we're pretty well complete. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, you know, a couple little, uh, 
punch list items and then that trailer will go out for blast prime and paint and industrial coder yep and then we'll mate the barbecue to the but yeah so we offer trailer options as well nice and um we've even got some uh uh financing companies that we work with as well so we can uh we do commercial leasing as well in those type okay. of units so yeah. you know if someone's out there and they want to start a barbecue joint or they want to upgrade their barbecue joint or whatever else uh, we can actually offer a leasing option, which is like a lease to own. Yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a whatever term, and then at yeah. the end you own it for five, ten bucks, or whatever the whatever the buyout is. Yeah, but that's a good option for a lot of businesses because, you know, if you have all your cash out, you know, out of your startup mm-hmm. fund is gone, it's tough. So, um, yeah. we get a lot of uh, restaurants reaching out looking to go through that type of process, and nice. uh, it's been working well for them. Yep. Now, are you putting a, yeah. a finish on the the tanks, the the propane tanks, or are you just leaving them? We will. Do you have the options? I we guess we will really offer whatever someone wants, yeah. anywhere from ceramic coating to industrial paints. Yeah. Um, we always recommend against coatings for us, mm-hmm. and so far, most of our customers have listened yeah. to us in our opinion on that. Yeah. What we like to do is. Um, in most cases, most of our smokers, we sandblast them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually leave them outside for a month to rust, yeah, uh, like flash rust on there. Yeah. And then we, um, and then we, when we, when we're finished building the pit, you know, it's generally a reclaimed tank and then everything else is brand new with yeah. a mill scale still on the steel. So we'll bring that pit up to temperature by running it, usually actually over temperature. We usually run them 450, even 500. Yep. And then some areas where like door handles and stuff like that where it doesn't get as warm, we'll actually bring that temperature up a little bit higher with a propane torch. Yep. And then, yeah, we just rub them down with linseed oil and, and seal them in and season them like cast iron. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the the most basic comparison is basically like that old scratched up Teflon pan mm-hmm. or that beautiful seasoned, yeah. I've been using it for 30 years, cast iron pan. Exactly. They're really yeah. not comparable. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, those those aluminum pans with Teflon coating are passed down through generations. Cast iron ones are. Yeah. So um, we stay away from stainless for that same reason. Mm-hmm. We don't like the, you know, well, have it worked in a refinery. We know where they use stainless and where they don't. Yeah. And, um, you know, bridges and trains and stuff like that are built out of aluminum or stainless. They're built out of steel. Yeah. So we are really big on that uh, on that uh, carbon steel with the oiled finish. Yeah. And then what we tell people is, you know, to use a tallow. Like if you're if you're cooking briskets or whatever, yeah. and you're going to be trimming your brisket and you're saving that tallow, you're rendering it in your pit. You know, you're putting some in your mm-hmm. wrap. There's always extra. Like yeah. you know, always. So it's one of the best things you can put on your pit. You know, as that pit's running, take a little a uh, little bucket and a paintbrush. Go on, brush it on. Yeah. And the more often you do that, the less often they'll need it. And once yeah. you get it seasoned, um, it really becomes a durable finish. And people ask us about covers, like, hey, should I cover it? No, you should just get it oiled and, yeah. and leave it out there, you know, just yeah. cover almost holds in moisture and flaps against it and whatever else. So yeah. Yeah, that's kind of our standard go to finish. Yeah. But we will offer whatever a customer yeah, exactly. wants, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's just you, yeah. you see that natural, the natural patinas and the you know the rust yeah. and whatever. I think it's just it makes a great look. I think so. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. we really love the combo of the new material with the with tank and the trailers take that even a step further. Mm-hmm. So when we do a trailer, you know the trailer gets built independently from the smoker, mm-hmm. and then the smoker gets oiled. The trailer gets blast prime and paint, like you know, yeah. brand new epoxy paint. So the trailer's mint, brand new. Yep. 
um, with a high-end paint job, but then you have that patina smoker mated to it. Yeah. And then we even, you know, we'll put badging on that's patina on the brand new smoker. I mean, on the brand new trailer to kind of tie them together. It's yep. for us, it's it's the it's the best look. But yep. um, and yeah, and people tend to agree with us. So we haven't really, you know, we sort of hey, just do what you would do, and uh, we appreciate that. And yeah. uh, and uh, enjoy that artistic freedom. Yeah, putting a little bit of folks giving, putting a little bit of trust in, in you guys, right? That you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah. look at, looking on they, the. Uh, oh, go ahead, Nick. They they just see your product and they yeah. and they they like what you do overall. They just have a you know trust. Some people are on the other hand though are very specific. Sure. Um, but the majority of people just say do what you do. After this short break, Nick gets into some of the future plans for Bogline Barbecue and Bogline Smokers. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker design by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork, Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Firemasters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. This past summer, Peter hosted a Farm to Flame dinner series at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc. The dinners featured guest chefs and chefs and several live fire cooking apparatuses designed and built through Pitt County Metalworks and provided an elevated live fire dining experience for their guests. Follow Pitt County Barbecue on Instagram and Facebook to check out photos from those dinners. And to book your next event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's P-I-T-T-C-O-U-N-T-Y-B-B-Q.com. Looking on the website here, uh, the, the one gallon. Uh, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, mini, is, the little, uh, the mini. <laughs> yeah, so that is... Um, that is a the, the cook chamber is a piece of the chimney duct okay that we use for our 334 gallon yeah um and 250 gallon so it's it's six inch pipe yeah um actually it's not real pipe it's actually tubing um it's not pressure certified okay um, yep. it's just our it's our chimney duct yeah um and then we uh we wanted to build a miniature smoker but somewhere i've seen like the really miniature ones like mm. you know the one you can put a chicken wing in yeah yeah but we wanted kind of something between miniature and functioning model yep. that actually worked. Yep. Um, and it does. Yep. It's, so it's uh, it's six inch pipe. I think the cook chamber is 16 inches long. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is all eighth inch plasma cut stuff. Yeah. Um, except for the, the handles and hinges are quarter inch. Okay. Um, yep. One of our signature moves is on our bigger smokers is we normally use really, really heavy duty plate, mm-hmm. all plasma cut for all our fixtures. So, quarter inch looks monstrous on that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. little smoker yeah anyways we built it as a joke and um then everyone wanted one of course yeah that's an expensive <laughs> joke <laughs> it is an expensive joke yeah, and but, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people would ask the price and then say never mind but yeah, yeah. what they don't realize is you know that the first one we made you know I got hours on the computer making all the little pieces. Oh, yeah, then, sure. Nope. You know, you cut them out, and then uh, it took the two of us the better part. Well, I shouldn't say it took all day. In, in On a Friday, we assembled that smoker and smoked a couple sausages on it yes. in an eight-hour day. Yep. Yeah. 
So, you know, you've almost got two guys at a full day into it. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's got a, yeah, it's a lot. Yep. Yeah. Folks check that out. Uh, bogline.ca under the equipment. Uh, <laughs> it's certainly a neat looking little, uh, uh, a neat looking little unit, easy bake oven for men. You say there, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, and awesome. you know what? It works. It worked good. Yeah. So we just started it up on a, on a bed of charcoal, which mm-hmm. we never would do in a, in a full size smoker, but yeah. we, uh, we use a bed of charcoal and then we have little miniature oak splits that we, nice that we uh, add in there and it held 250 pretty well. I was, I didn't expect it. Nice. Awesome. That's, uh, yeah. that's wicked, man. Uh, Ontario barbecue, what's going on out there? Uh, Things, uh, things growing a little. It's starting. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got, uh, dog days is out there barbecuing, um, in that same area. We've got trailer parkers as well. Um, trailer parkers, uh, is out in Charing Cross kind of close. He's running twin thousand gallons from us. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a few places around, um, you know, in our particular area, there's a golf course just up the road from us, Winter Station. Um, they bought one of our smokers, and they're using it in the restaurant, and they're nice. learning what real barbecue is, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but overall, if someone came to visit here, which mm-hmm. you know, we have another business, business we do agritourism. Okay, so we get asked that question a lot. You yeah, know, yeah. What's good to eat around here? And um, if someone's looking for barbecue around my area, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. I really don't. I don't have a good answer. Some people do some barbecued items, but a lot. I don't think a lot of people are doing proper barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, it's weak overall for the population. Yeah, there is a few joints out there doing it right, but yeah. not very many. Yeah, you know, you into the Toronto, into the big, uh, the big market. Yeah. There's a few folks that are doing some good but, stuff there, but uh, there is there is yeah. a few. But for the for the amount of people here, yeah. It's not even close enough. Yeah. Adam, you know, you had Adam some barbecue and those guys cooking out in Toronto. Yep. They're doing a good job. Um, and and there is some other, there is some places around. But mm-hmm. in where I live, in a, in a one-hour radius, there's really nothing. No. No. So we're looking to change that. We're yeah. going to we're gonna try out a, uh, a one-day-a-week Texas-style barbecue. Nice. Um, so we're going to do Saturdays only and, you know, see what we can See what we can do. We get yeah. asked to do catering and all that other stuff constantly, yeah. right? And yeah. we always say no because we don't have time. But um, so we're going to get a few people on board, and and we're going to take a stab at it ourselves. Nice, kind of a snows a snows type approach. Yep, yep, yep. yeah, and that's just lack of time. And yeah. oh, sure, yeah. Also, got to, yeah, yeah, we still got to build pits, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, um, you know, the first the first few months of that's just going to be us working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping that I can get some people up to speed on the way we want to do it. And, yep. uh, and we're also, we've been planning this for a long time. So we're trying to really set ourselves up for success to be really efficient at doing it too. So, mm-hmm. you know, proper holding ovens and all that other stuff. Um, even down to like, uh, you know, custom tables for slice and brisket that have a floating cutting board that you can, you know, sweep all your fat and, and, and garbage over the edge and it, yep. it goes and it's, and it funnels into a bucket and all that other, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to be super efficient in the way we execute this. So, yep. you know, two or three people can do it. Yeah. Um, it is a brick and mortar location. Um, we're really lucky that it's, uh, it's actually an old school. Okay. And, oh, uh, so we have, uh, we already have a pavilion with picnic tables and indoor seating and all that other stuff, nice. as well as a certified commercial kitchen inside the building. Perfect. But then also we have, I don't know, 
probably eight eight acres of grass there. And so we want to try to get like, you know, your car shows and bike shows and stuff going on there and get make some a, events, uh, get some events yeah. around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're even going to host a burger competition, you know, nice. yep. um, you know, we're not even going to make hamburgers, but, uh, you know, just try to get that, uh, what barbecue is supposed to be feel yep. out here. Get the community going and get people out yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And we're really blessed in this area. Like, you know, even compared to Alberta, as far as we're surrounded by beautiful cookwoods everywhere yeah. we look, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's Having lived in Alberta. Yeah. I know the challenge. Yes. Yeah. yeah we don't, we don't have it. <laughs> no, yeah. no. So, you know, we have that going for us too. Yeah. Um, even to the point where we've looked at, um, producing charcoal. Um, you know, it's, uh, well, all I think about is barbecue. The ideas just don't end. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We bring our, so, yeah, uh, we're, we bring our cookwood in from Ontario from Furtado. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. What are you burning? I usually use oak myself, but yeah, yeah. oak is the best. Yeah. You know, from a flavor standpoint, it's fairly neutral, but what I like about it is just the most BTUs per piece of wood. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, we do burn some other stuff. Uh, we even burn ash here. We yep. had a quite a quite a, actually even when you get your wood, it probably has to come whole logs to bark off. it, I'm guessing. Uh, um, no, he uh, Furtado's got he's set up pretty well. He can do chunks and everything. So good. Yeah. So yeah, he must be certified yep. to do it because transporting wood into provincially, we yep. had we were devastated here by the emerald ash pour. Yep. And ash is a pretty good firewood, but yep. it's all standing deadwood here in the forest. And uh, but the problem is that bug is a devastating bug yeah um so yeah there's a lot of regulations on shipping even interprovincial absolutely it's crazy yeah yeah Yeah. i think uh, at the time at least he was the only one certified in canada to ship interprovincial. yeah 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 that's good yeah that's a real problem yeah no doubt so spring is kind of eta for the the barbecue joint uh kind of yeah we're looking like uh mid-april yep it's coming quick. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's, uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out and uh, keep folks updated. That's exciting. So, yeah. So we yeah we just finished the smoker's done. Yep. Um, so we're gonna do a thousand gallon on a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, we speculate we're gonna need another one. You know, Hopefully. thousand gallon seems ridiculous, but it's not yeah. that much if you're only serving barbecue. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're not even gonna have a deep fryer either. Like it's you know, it's bare bone barbecue yeah, yeah, you know yeah a few sides and keep it uh, keep it simple right yeah yeah yep. we might add a fire down the road just to do smoke fried wings or something like that but, sure so yeah uh, right off the hop yep. yeah not even a deep fryer nice. very basic yep so awesome that's exciting. um yeah we're just we're just finishing the smoker and trailer um we still got some purchasing due to do for equipment mm-hmm. and even things like um we had a guy come out and pinstripe our our smoker and uh, he did the shop truck too, all yep. hand painted. So he's going to do all our menu boards and all that other stuff. Right. You know that kind of hot rod, yeah, yeah, hand painted feel. Yep. We're excited. Nice, awesome. Is there a name for that or yet? Well, actually, yeah. So you're going to actually you've already started to see the transition. So our equipment is going to be Bogline Smokers. Okay, yep. And then Bogline Barbecue is going to be the, the, uh, the barbecue joint. Right. Yeah. So you know, looking back error probably on our part there from the beginning we probably should have you know with the equipment just stuck to bog line smokers sure. but yeah. hey lesson learned as it grows you don't you don't always know where it's going to go right no yeah. no and there's um there's you know that name will and i both live just off bog line neither of us live on it but we live okay. just off of it okay and uh i used to run a mechanic shop back in the day and it was bog line fix all ah. and then so bog line barbecue came naturally perfect and then, yep uh, 
And then it just sounded like barbecue, but hey, it's going to be a barbecue joint now. And yep. uh, awesome, man. That's and then, yeah. So you'll see Bogline Smokers branded equipment. Yep. Yeah. I've kind of two different, two different branches. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you find yourself cooking barbecue at home a whole lot, or what's uh, you get away from it when you're at home? You know, uh, not as much as I should. Yep. Um, and this is actually embarrassing to admit, but it's not even for a lack of passion or time. A lot of it is every barbecue we build, we sell. Yep. You know, there's always a lineup for them, so yep. it's pretty rare we even get to keep one. Um, you know, we're we're going to keep the thousand gallon no matter what because we have to for the restaurant. Sure, yeah. But as soon as it does, as soon as it's done, there's going to be people trying to buy. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, that's a good problem. Uh, have, you know what? You know what's funny though, Ryan. When I'm cooking at home, uh, a lot of the time it's on the campfire with an old cowboy tripod. You nice. know, so. Yep. Hey. Um, but saying we always season our smokers. Sometimes we, you know, if we're already season it, sometimes we'll throw something on. Sure. Yeah. Um, we barbecue enough, but I want, I need to barbecue more. Yeah. But with the restaurant coming, to, I'm going to yeah. get my fill. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I was going to, I should ask uh, with the smokers, uh, kind of a wait time, what time, uh, sort of lead times are you looking at for manufacturing right now? It really, it varies. So yeah. if you were to order something today, mm-hmm. um, probably four to six weeks. That's not bad. Um, but you know, uh, we've got a, we just sent a, um, we just sent a, a thousand gallon to Maryland, uh, just outside Washington, okay. DC. Yep. And the fellow down there figures, um, that he can sell some more of them, um, to the people around him. So, yep. um, we got to get a hold of him in the new year, but we're going to be, we're going to be sending him a truckload. So, you know, as soon as that quarter comes in, that changes everything, yep. but you know, come spring, you're probably three to six months yeah. depends on what we're up to. Yeah. Um, it just rapidly changes. So, yeah. and you know, coming into the winter, you know, our first winter as, you know, officially full time, uh, we were nervous mm-hmm. thinking like, Jesus, you know, people don't really think ahead for spring. Yeah. Um, you know, once spring comes, you know, the barbecue fever and then now they want a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're not realizing is, you know, the time to start your spring builds is now. Yeah. So, yeah, so come spring, the phone, it'll just be chaos. But we've been lucky, and we've been we've stayed busy, and we've got work right through the winter already. So excellent. Um, yeah, so it's uh, our, you know, and I think winter will always slow down. Yep. But I think the sign, the fact that it didn't really for us this year is just a you know a sign that our business is getting more traction. Yeah. Which is which is perfect. So, excellent. Yeah, people are starting to find out who we are and what we do, and yep. You know, so even, you know, people that have witnessed our equipment in other places or whatever else, um, it's been good. Yep. So we just started to break into the U.S. market. That's been helping a lot, too. Excellent. Yeah, because, you, you know, you see some of these, uh, the smoker, or the uh, guys building offsets down in Texas, and they've got six months to over a year lead time. So Some of them are two years. Yeah, if you're keeping it under that, uh, it's, uh, yep. you know, even with pay and exchange and the rest for a guy in the, especially in the northern U.S., like you're talking, where yep. the shipping isn't yep. going to get you. Uh, no. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And right? we're competitive price wise. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm I'd say up, that yeah. most of our pricing is pretty much on par with theirs without the exchange rate. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you the exchange rate for right now for the US customers is a huge advantage yeah. for them. So, yeah. 
you know, taking 30 points off that is, uh, is kind of a big deal. So yeah. yeah, we're able to come in with good lead times and good. So, you know, even shipping, they're still paying what they would have paid as locally. Yeah. But they're and, it that much faster. Right? Yeah. And I think we build a good smoker too. Yeah. So, you know, even just as far as quality goes, um, uh, trailer parkers, for example, mm-hmm. he's from Texas. And he says, I'd put this up against anything coming out of Texas. And, nice. uh, you know, that was kind of when we felt like, you know, that aha moment that maybe we're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You get a little, uh, validation like that from somebody who knows, uh, who's been there and done yeah. it, right? It, uh, it sort of helps. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And then I remember specifically, there was another time, uh, we were, there was like, um, you know, a bunch of barbecue builders tagged a bunch of other builders in the post, you know, mm-hmm. uh, appreciation or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, mill scale metalworks in texas is yeah. probably our we look up to them probably more than anybody you know guys, yeah. uh, a lot of our, our a lot of our inspiration comes from mill scale and Sentex, yep moberg um all sure. those other guys yep but we were tagged beside mill scale in this post as, as builders and that was kind of another nice hey we set. made it yeah no doubt you know, it's, a, it's, yep. it's a list of texas builders and there's a and there's a random canadian company stuck in yep. the middle hey, so that's awesome Love to hear it. Yeah. Love to hear it. Get that Canadian barbecue yeah. going. Yeah. So. That's right. So uh, bogline.ca is the website. Instagram at boglinebbq, uh, yep. Bogline Barbecue on Facebook. Uh, the phone yeah. number on the website, 226-374-0385. Uh, what's the best way yep. for folks to reach out to you, get a hold of you? What's, uh, Honestly, any of those methods are yep. fine. Whether they, it doesn't really matter. You can go on our website, shoot us a message, you can shoot me a text, you can call. Yep. Um, it all makes my phone ding one way or another. So yep. um, if you're looking for a quote, uh, give us a shout. And um, I got to admit, I, I mostly prefer phone calls. Like if, if a customer is serious, I'll usually ask them to call me. Yeah. Um, you know, a big part of sales for me is understanding what the customer really needs. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I usually have some questions for them. Mm. Um, just to make sure that we're matching the right equipment to the right person. Absolutely. Um, you know, budget's uh, always a huge topic, but, you know, uh, making sure that all the little details are right for them is, uh, is a big part of it. Yep. And besides the, uh, the offsets and the Santa Maria's, if someone's got kind of a custom idea, they can come to you or what's the, where are you at on that? Yeah. So, you know, right now we've got a customer that wants, uh, for a snowmobile club, they want a charcoal grill on skis from behind the snowmobile. We're okay. going to take that on. Yep. Um, you know, for all you people out there on barbecue land, um, direct cool cookers is something mm-hmm. we haven't really been asked for. Um, I've made some beta versions uh, just for us to trial, yep. you know, like the chud box kind of thing yep. and, and that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, a larger scale uh, direct coal cooker mm-hmm. is definitely on the on the hit list in the near future. Yep. Um the other thing we're looking to do is we want to build a backyard retort charcoal kiln. Okay. So for someone to make their own charcoal. Ah, okay. Yep. And um, so that's going to be kind of on the, on the hit list too. So Interesting. Um, yeah, if, if, uh, if someone's looking for a, um, uh, a, a direct coal cooker on the bigger scale, you yep. know, ratcheting up lids and all that other kind of stuff, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking to take on one of those. And I even got a nice, um, chunk of pipe here that's too heavy for a barbecue that would make a okay. great coal generator oh, there you go interesting so um yeah um we haven't done too many fire tables or anything yet um we do like planches and chimney starters right. and all that other stuff as yep. accessories and tripods and all that good stuff yep. but lately the demand for smokers like it's been hard to walk away from we just yeah. been 
you know, if the phone rings nine times out of 10, it's for uh, an offset. Ah, well, that's uh, it's the sexy thing right now, right? So it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and the performance is good. Oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get that fire management, no, down, no, you're, I, uh, you're going. So. Yeah. I don't think there's a better way to cook a brisket. I really don't. I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. And, and learning a fire is uh, a different skill. I had to turn my mind from big green egg mode to offset mode and just the fire management, you know, I'm not using my airflow now. I'm, mm. I'm controlling the amount of fuel in the cook chamber. So yep. it's a different thing, but uh, the same ideas, I guess. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome, Nick. Uh, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day here. Oh, we lose you. Oh, there you're back. Lost you oh, for a second. We're back. You're back. Uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, you're at home. Uh, last question I'll ask. You're at home. You got the campfire going. You got the tripod. What's uh, what's kind of the go-to for you? Ooh. I don't, it depends on the season. It depends on what's going on. Um, I love beef ribs. Yep. Uh, you'll see me doing a lot of stir fries and stuff too, and planchas and yep. stuff like that over the fire. Nice. Um, I like to grill corn too. We have really good sweet corn here in Ontario. Yep. So, um, you know, your Mexican street corn and that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, steaks are always a staple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it depends on the season, depends on the mood, depends yep. what's in season here. Awesome. So, yeah. Excellent. Nick, thanks so much. Uh, you and Will, best of luck with uh, going into 2023, uh, your second year of business. Yeah. Sounds like you got lots of exciting stuff with the uh, the barbecue joint coming, so we'll we'll be keeping yeah. an eye and uh, we'll update folks as uh, things are happening for you. So. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Okay, catch you. Bye. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded bottles, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. Visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. And follow them on Facebook and Instagram and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Well, things are still relatively quiet in the barbecue world, but I do have a couple of things to update you on. Our friends at Hickory Street Barbecue down in southern Alberta have been busy. Towards the end of last year, they closed up their original location in Sterling, Alberta, and moved into a temporary location for the winter in Lethbridge. They took up residence in an ice cream shop that is closed for the winter while searching for a permanent location to move into in Lethbridge. Well, on Christmas Day, just before they embarked on an epic family vacation to Texas and Louisiana, Devin and Brian announced that the restaurant will be moving to 317 4th Street South in Lethbridge, Alberta. I will be having them on the show hopefully in the next couple of weeks to talk about that and some other stuff they have on the go. Congratulations and good luck. It has been great to watch them grow their business. On the competition side of things, the calendar here in Canada is starting to take shape a bit. Quick look at the KCBS website shows three sanctioned competitions on the docket so far. The Jack Nine Memorial in La Salette, Ontario, May 27th and 28th. That same weekend here in Alberta is the Embers and Ice Pitmaster Championship in the Edmonton area. 
This is the competition formerly known as Porkapalooza. And then moving to a new date, August 5th and 6th is the Didsbury Lions Barbecue. I will keep you up to date as more events are made official and become sanctioned. The latest edition of the Smoke Sheet Barbecue Newsletter hit my inbox today, and they have a list of some of the big barbecue events and festivals happening in the U.S. over the next couple of months. Make sure you are subscribed and have a look if you're planning any travel down south in the near future. Maybe you can work in some barbecue festivals. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, wherever you are, go visit your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.